Coming up on the Keto Camp Podcast, we welcome Maria Emmerich. You know, when you're trying to lose weight, are you going to grab the muffin? No, you're not going to do that. So don't do it on the keto diet either. Focus on real food. Try to get rid of some of those sweet tooth. I mean, a little bit, whatever. But I find people have much more success when they focus on real food. What's funny is this this was just delivered. This is one of my clients. She lost 245 pounds. And it says on ultra keto. (laughs) It's just eating real food. I'm a certified functional health practitioner who's on a mission to educate 1 billion people. I've been obese for most of my life. From rock bottom to the top of the mountain, I am passionate about studying ancient healing strategies like fasting and the ketogenic diet and curating this information on the Keto Camp podcast. My goal is to bring you the thought leaders in this space. My name is Ben Azadi, and I want to thank you for spending part of your day with me. Hey, Keto Camper, Ben Azadi here, host of the Keto Camp Podcast, best-selling author of three books, and you can learn more about me over at benazadi.com. On today's episode, we bring on Maria Emmerich, and we're going to talk about keto, carnivore, and much more than you expected. At least it was more than I expected. We actually start this conversation out totally did not expect the way uh, the conversation started but it was the perfect start because <clears throat> as I brought Maria onto the show and I gave her a, a beautiful introduction, well-deserved, she shared with us something that happened prior to the interview, which was on social media and a lot of hatred for something she posted. So she shares about that at the beginning of the episode and we talk about that. You know, when you start playing a bigger game in life, you're going to start getting arrows thrown at you directly from haters and sometimes from people who actually care about you, but it's those subtle thoughts. But something I learned a long time ago from my mentor, Bob Proctor, it doesn't matter what somebody says about you. The only thing that matters is what you think after they've said it. So that's a perfect segue into the beginning of the conversation with Maria. And then we get into her story, which is incredible. PCOS, health issues, challenges, and how she discovered, oh, if I change my pet's nutrition, it'll help the health of my pet. What if I did that on myself? And she ended up healing herself, getting into keto, getting into cookbooks, working with celebrities like Halle Berry. We ask about that and how her cookbooks have gone viral. And then we get into the carnivore diet and why she loves the carnivore diet, her favorite protein sources on keto and carnivore. And then a favorite topic of mine from her specifically is the oxidative priority principle. Your body prioritizes different fuels from alcohol to exogenous ketones to carbohydrates to proteins to fat and then body fat. So she goes over this list of what the body burns before body fat. This is very important because if you're having these items and you're wondering why you're not losing the weight on keto or carnivore or fasting, this could be the reason why. So stick around, grab a pen and paper. You're going to love this interview. If you want to watch the video interview with Maria, that could be found on our Keto Camp YouTube channel. We have over 112,000 subscribers on there, and you can watch the video interviews for all of the Keto Camp podcast interviews over at youtube.com slash Keto Camp. Let's get to the Apple podcast rating and review of the day. This is a five-star review from Your Gourmet Girl titled Coming Back Home. I have been bouncing back and forth with keto after a successful year in 2019. After hearing my first podcast regarding keto flexing, I want to come back home. I look forward to hearing and learning more ways to sustain this healthy lifestyle. Oh, gourmet girl, that is so awesome. I love that the keto flexing principles have resonated with you so much. And welcome back home. We welcome you to the great land of ketosis always with open arms. Thank you for taking the time to leave that rating and review. It really does help the show grow and impact more lives. If you have not left the Keto Camp podcast a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts, please pause it right now and do so. It really helps the show grow. And when you leave that rating and review, take a screenshot, 
send that screenshot to support at ketocamp.com and I will sign my best selling fasting book and mail it out to you as a thank you. Uh, only addresses in the United States to so put your shipping address in the US and we'll mail it out to you as a thank you. And if you're wondering what Gourmet Girl was talking about with Keto Flexing, well, I'm writing a brand new book called Keto Flex. The foreword was written by Dr. Daniel Pampa. We are probably about 50% done with the book, so stay tuned. We're aiming to release this in January 2021. I have an exciting new online program that I just launched. It's called the Keto Camp Membership. With your Keto Camp Membership, you'll get access to over 50 videos teaching you keto, intermittent fasting, and other areas of health. You're also gonna get access to a private Facebook group, exclusive live stream Q&As with me, a monthly newsletter with some of my favorite keto biohacks. You'll get digital downloads for a keto smoothie recipe, my best-selling fasting book, my best-selling sleep book. You're going to get a grocery shopping list, my Keto Camp Blueprint, which is an aisle by aisle instruction for keto, how to get clean keto foods and stay away from the dirty keto foods. There's vegan meal plans for keto. There's regular meal plans for keto. And you'll get all of this, which is valued at over $2,580. You'll get all of this for guess what? One monthly payment of $5. <laughs> That's right, it's not a joke. That's the actual price of the program. $5 per month, canceling time, you can get access to the Keto Camp membership. I encourage you to go to www.startketocamp.com. Remember, camp is spelled with a K. www.startketocamp.com and get access for $5. Start burning fat, get coaching, get assistance, and I want to see you in the Keto Camp membership. We'll put a link for this as well in the podcast notes. Can't wait to see you in there and help you burn some fat. I want to briefly take a break here and let you know about my favorite coffee in the world. Look, I'm a coffee snob for good reasons because the right coffee source can be healing to the body, can reduce inflammation and result in weight loss. The wrong coffee beans could actually increase inflammation, cause weight loss resistance and sabotage your keto results. There was a recent study in the Canadian Journal of Physiology and Pharmacology that showed caffeine intake from coffee beans could actually increase fatty acid production and help the participants produce more ketones. Most coffee beans are loaded with pesticides and contaminants and even mold. This is why I love my friends over at Purity Coffee. Hands down the best coffee beans I have ever tried. I have my delicious cup of Purity Coffee in the morning with some grass-fed ghee and MCT oil, and it turns my brain right on and helps my body produce ketones. Purity Coffee is organic, pesticide-free. These beans are specialty grade, and you could get this coffee shipped straight to your door in nitrogen-flushed bags, roastery fresh. Since you are a listener to the Keto Camp Podcast, we have worked out an exclusive coupon code for you to check out Purity Coffee. Head over to www ketocampcoffee.com. Use ketocamp at checkout to get 10% off your order. Again, that is www.ketocampcoffee.com. Use the coupon code ketocamp at checkout for 10% off your bag of coffee beans. Remember, camp is spelled with a K. All right, let's get into this amazing conversation with Maria. Today, I'm blessed to have with me nutritionist specializing in the ketogenic diet, carnivore, exercise physiology, Maria Emmerich. She is the author of several cookbooks and three nutritional guidebooks, including the bestseller, Keto, The Complete Guide to Success on the Ketogenic Diet. Maria's blog, mariamindbodyhealth.com, offers innovative recipes and easy-to-understand explanations of how our bodies work and the science of ketogenic lifestyles. She also runs a support site for getting all of your questions answered over at keto-adapted.com. So without further ado, let's bring on Maria. Hi, Maria. Hey, Ben. That was really, really sweet of you. I am very, very grateful for your support. I got kind of beat up yesterday all over social media, so I, I uh, appreciate your support. 
Oh, well, what did you get beat up about? Well, who's who's beating you up? You're amazing. Oh, man. Um, well, thanks. I'm a bull hunter. I, you know, I grew up bull hunting and I shot a big buck. And I kind of posted it that, you know, people are very cruel when they hear that I'm a bow hunter. And I talk about how there is something called a limiting factor where if there weren't hunters, they're going to starve to death or they're going to get hit by cars. They, we can't support the herd. And the herd is so big right now of whitetail deer that I have 12 deer tags, which is unheard of. I usually get two and I have 12 this year just because the herd is just unmanageable right now. And they're getting hit by cars and people are getting accidents. And yeah, I just got kind of ripped to shreds from, you know, and some of them are meat eaters. Someone said you should be a humane person and buy your meat at the grocery stores like the Mm. rest of us. So wait a minute. <laughs> they eat meat. They buy it from the grocery store. They're not the ones killing it, but the way that that animal is probably killed is much, much more harmful than the way that you did it, which was a natural way. Is that correct? Absolutely. And we honor the animal. Like a lot of times, my children are too young to hunt, but they'll sit with me. And when we do harvest a deer, we honor that animal. Like, intensely like we thank it for giving us life and for people to be so blind to that where they just go to the store and just because it doesn't have a face that is more humane than us honoring that animal like we use every part of it and like we don't even we don't have a four-wheeler or anything and i just hunt on our we have a you know a lot of land here we have to drag it by ourselves like my and we live in a hilly area and my son's like oh my gosh this is so much work I was like think about the people that this is how they ate and it's so cold right now I was telling Ben that it is um it's only it was only 13 degrees yesterday morning and you can't harvest like if you're a vegetarian good luck because you're not getting anything now meat was what you you know you had to harvest to survive so yeah it was just kind of like um how removed people are from the food that gives us nourishment is you know it's, it's interesting that we started off there i wasn't expecting that but it's interesting because because yesterday i was just thinking this last night i live in miami so i don't it's it's very different than where you live in wisconsin and it's very industrial here. It's a big city. I order Uber Eats, which is that app, you know, that I get. But I get it from like an organic restaurant. But it's so convenient. And yesterday I got this delicious, like, grass-fed um, cheese with some omelets, organic. Everything was up to par of my standards. But it was so many different things in one meal that literally got delivered to my door. And it was so easy for me to have that where I actually sat there and I'm like, I, I want to be able to appreciate like all the things that went into this meal for me to actually not have to go out there and hunt and kill to get this meal because it does create that disconnect. And then you lose the appreciation for the food in front of you. So the way that you've done it, you actually go out there and you're teaching your children to actually hunt and kill and, and eat the animal and bring it back home. That's the way actually we were designed to do it. So I, I'm actually, I admire that. I'm not uh, against it. I actually admire that. I don't judge anybody for the convenience either. That's, you know, that's nice. But um, I just, and I, I don't shoot a lot. I'm not going to shoot 12 deer. We only need one. And that's all I will take. And, you know, I shot it early in the morning and it took us until dark to finish. I mean, because we do it all. You know, you could take it in to be processed, but, you know, we do it. And it's a lot of work. And I was so proud to provide for my family. And my dad even said, don't post it online because it's going to ruin it for you. And it did. It really did. And it was a huge buck. And I was really proud of it. And, uh, yeah, it kind of ruined it in a way. So how do you deal with that when you get comments on social media that are just nasty? I've seen it for myself. I've gotten a tough skin over the years, but I am still very sensitive. I'll be able to brush this one off, but when people comment that I'm a pathetic human being for adopting black children, wow. that's, that's pretty that's pretty harsh. And that's that's like the kindest, like when this whole Black Lives Matter kind of stemmed up, that was the nicest comment that we were, both my husband and I were getting private messages um, just swearing at us. And it's like, people don't think racism happens, but 
<laughs> I mean, it was unreal. And it makes me really sad because I have to teach these boys that they are different, which I know I do. I have to teach them that, but to teach them that some humans think that they're less of a human. Oh, it just really kills. So that when it comes to my kids, obviously you probably heard that from a lot of mothers. It's like mommy bears coming out and stuff. And that's when I want to shut down and just be like, whatever, go away. But you know, you have those great followers that are just, they lift you up, Ben, and they just make your heart grow bigger and be like, fine, you know what? You haters go away. That's fine. You know, if you don't like that, I have black children here. They are go away because I'm going to post them all the time now. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. What an awful thing to say. I'm sorry you had to deal with that. I deal with, with, you know, a, a lot of hateful comments as well, especially this year. A lot of people are going through challenges and they take it out on people who are on social media, people who are getting a lot of influence like us. Uh, sometimes I go on my rooftop here at, at the building I live in and I just, I picture all of the riots and all the people who have hate in their heart. And I just, I just like open up my arms and just send them the love that's coming from me because it makes no sense to send them hate. It's just, we get what we feed energy to. So I, I'm glad you shared that. I'm glad we started there. I didn't expect that, but thank you for opening up to share that with us. Well, thanks. Thank you for, yeah, it's, you know, hurt people hurt people, you know. That's right. They do. So your story is amazing. Most people know it. Some people don't. I'd like for you to share it. And also with a quote that you said, and I wrote it down because it was super powerful. People are triggered when we start eating differently. How does that relate to your story? And can you expand upon that quote? Yeah. When I was 16 years old, I was not feeling well. And so I went to the doctor. I didn't tell my parents I was going. And the doctor told me I had PCOS, which is polycystic ovarian syndrome. I had acid reflux. I had depression. I had irritable bowel syndrome. So I left that appointment with a couple of prescription drugs. And the doctor told me that it was just the cards I was dealt in life. It was nothing I was doing wrong. But at the time, I worked at a coffee shop where I, whatever cinnamon roll or scone or muffin was left over went home with me. So, and I, I drank mochas like they were going out of style because they were free. And I knew what I was, I mean, it's, we're an input output system, you know, like you put that stuff in you, you're going to feel like crap, you know, but when I started changing my life, I mean, growing up in North central Wisconsin, when it's, you know, 20 below zero out, what do you do? You, you drink and you eat and you know, like you, there's not a lot to do. So when I started changing, I had to lie to people because when I was cutting out carbohydrates and sugar, you know, like my mom made me my favorite pie. People are triggered when you change in any way, but especially with food or with alcohol or with drugs, whatever it is, when you start to change, people get really triggered and they try to peer pressure you. I see it in a lot of like spouses, like of clients that are transforming their bodies the spouse will try to sabotage them, you know, and my family was no different. They wanted me to stay the same Maria, you know, and I was like, I still am the same. I just don't want to feel sad anymore. And that was the thing. Like people are like, so when did all the transformation take part? Well, I think as soon as I cut out the grains and the sugar, it was days that the depression went away. And that's what kept me on the diet. You know, this was 23, more than 23 years ago now. And I was sold. Like, was it called keto then? No, it wasn't. You know, Atkins was very popular. But if you did, a, you know, any research on polycystic ovarian syndrome, what causes high androgens in a female body? Excess sugar, carbohydrates, and caffeine. That's what I lived off of. So I had to completely change I loved baking and I still do, but I just started switching my baking, you know, because I, I was the one who baked the cinnamon rolls stuff. So almost, I just was like starting to experiment with that, but that's basically how it started. And that's when I decided to go to school for nutrition and exercise physiology because I was always one of the best athletes, but I was the biggest athlete, literally, you know, <laughs> it's sad for me to think that back when I was in school, there wasn't a lot of heavy kids. There wasn't a lot of obese people. I was considered obese. There is a lot now. And it makes me really sad to see that kids are going through that and parents just saying, oh, let them just be kids. Let them eat normal, right? I was like, well, this is not normal. 
right? Yeah. I had a similar story going through my transformation. Everybody loved Fat Ben. You know, my mom loved Fat Ben. My sister loved Fat Ben. And when I started to change, I became a threat to all the people in my life who didn't change. And not in a negative way where they wanted harm on me or harm on you, I imagine, but it kind of points a mirror to them and what they're not changing. You know, why are they not changing their eating habits? Why are they not eating more low carbs, low carb, but we are. And it kind of just makes them feel like uh, it's better to drag them back down to my level than to go up to their level. And we'll get those comments, which could be very, very hurtful. So I'm glad that you over overcame that and you persevered. What got you interested in writing cookbooks? You said you like to bake, but what got you interested in actually going into the cookbook world? Oh, it's such a cool story. I don't know if you know it, Ben. I met my husband when I was only 17 and I was married before I was 21. And with the whole background of PCOS, I was told I couldn't have children. And I told Craig that, and he's like, that's all right, we'll adopt children. And because he knew I loved, he, we both love kids. So we started adopting. Um, and sadly he lost his job. Oh no, I'm going to start crying now. We started the adoption process and we were adopting two children. And when you lose a job, the adoption stops and it starts over. So not only did we lose, uh, he lost his job, um, we lost our house and our cars and all the money we put forward through to the adoption went away because the adoption agency has to start over when you get new insurance and a new job, they have to do all their research over. So all that went away. And uh, I was really depressed. And a friend of mine said, Maria, you know, you have all these great recipes. Why don't you put them together in a cookbook and help raise money for your adoption? And so I did. And it gave me a reason to wake up. And uh, it went gangbusters. Everybody in town bought it. And then someone's like, put it on Amazon. And so I put it on Amazon and it went gangbusters. And people really liked it. And soon enough, we were back on the adoption train. And... It was like, I remember my mom saying, you know, Maruette Maria, your babies weren't born yet. And if you know my kids, they are flipping awesome. And she was so right. Like, I remember people saying, everything happens for a reason. And I wanted to punch them in the face at the time. Right. But it's like, so these kids are really flipping cool. Like, I'm so grateful how things did work out and how the struggles I wanted, I had to go through to become like who I am today and have the family that I have today. So it was a pretty cool process. That's why I started writing. And now I continue to write because I want people to be able to stay on this. I want them to see it as a lifestyle rather than, okay, for 30 days, I'm going to eat low carb. And then, you know, once I lose the weight, you know, honestly, the majority of people do it because they want to lose weight. And once they lose it, they go back off or, you know, I want people to be like, Hey, you know what, if I want to host this ding dong cupcake, Maria's got a recipe for that. You know, like I don't need to grab this stuff at the store because homemade tastes way better anyway. Yeah, well said. Uh, beautiful story. Thank you for sharing that. I appreciate you opening up to, to share that on the, on the show. Uh, you, you didn't get bitter, you got better and your test became your testimony. And I love that. You're changing the world now. You know what I want people to also take like away? Like when you, you coach people and you're like, okay, you're not going to have any bread. You're not going to have any rice. You're not going to have any potatoes. Instead of people being like, oh, Ben said I can't have any rice. Be like, you know what? Ben said I could have some steak and, you know, eggs and some cheese and like all of these things that I once thought was bad. Ben said I could have ribs. He said I could have chicken wings. Like stop being like, oh, you know what? My doctor said I couldn't have kids be like, oh, I can change the world. I can maybe bring people into my life that needed a, a mom, you know? Like, don't be, you have to start thinking positive and the world will start being positive, you know? Mm. Well said, yeah, that, that's a universal law. Just like gravity, if I jumped off my balcony here, gravity will say I hit the ground, even if I don't believe in gravity, right? So whatever we feed energy to expands. So why are we feeding energy to the door that just closed when an automatic door opens up when a door closes? So that's exactly what happened with you. It's okay to be bad. Right. But, you know, move on. Right. And then, you know, your cookbooks have, have gone viral. I mean, they've gone all over the world. Halle Berry actually is into your work. She talks about you in articles. You've been talked about in, in articles. Tell a little bit more about that and when you first heard that Halle Berry was following your work. Oh, my gosh. 
it was some people were sending me Instagram messages because if it weren't for work, I probably wouldn't be on social media. It's just not my, it's not my jam. I'd rather be out in the woods or on my paddleboard or something like that. But for work, it's really nice. You know, you get to connect with people, see people making your recipes and stuff. And then all of a sudden I got a flood of these messages that I was in. People were like, oh my gosh, you're in Halle Bailey's story, you know, like she's doing, she's writing about you and stuff. And so I was like, oh my gosh, she is. And then all of a sudden, you know, she started messaging me and I'm like, oh my gosh, is this real? You know, there's fake accounts out there. And right. I was like, oh, nope, this person has 4 million followers and she's messaging me. So that was really cool. And then we just started co- to connect. And now I write for her website and there's stuff in the future that uh, non-disclosure I can't talk about, but watch for more stuff with Hallie, which is cool. And then I was watching, my boys like to watch, it's called the... Uh, some baking competition, kids baking competition. That's what it is, I think. And it's with Valerie Bertinelli. And we were literally watching it on our screen porch. And all of a sudden I was like, oh my gosh, Valerie Bertinelli's messaging me. And she, of all people who have written cookbooks herself, best-selling cookbooks, was cooking from my comfort food book, which was really cool. Wow, that's super cool. I know, we love Valerie. And then Al Roker was making some of my recipes on the Today Show. Wow. Um, and I was like, Al, why didn't you invite me to come on, you know? But <laughs> it was so pretty cool. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah, I'm excited to hear more about the uh, collaborations with Holly and just, yeah, all the celebrities out there who are getting into your work. So important because they're, they have such a huge audience base. And when they share your work, your work is helping to improve the health of people. It's not like you're promoting processed junk. So your fingerprints are on all those people that they help. So that's super cool. I want to take a quick break here to share with you about the dangers of taking fish oil. I know, shocking. I was somebody who took fish oil every single day for years. And then I came across a ton of research showing the dangers of consuming fish oil. I immediately found an amazing product called Pureform. Pureform is a plant-based omega. And the cool thing about Pureform is that it is uniquely processed with nitrogen to preserve it and make sure it does not oxidize. These essential fatty acids are cold pressed and you get the proper balance of omega-6 and omega-3 to feed your cells what it desires. We know that life begins and ends at the cell membrane. And when you have the proper fats, the building blocks for those cell membranes, all of a sudden, your fat burning hormones can do its job. So you lose weight. All of a sudden, your cells produce energy. So you feel good. So we know that cellular health is key for performance and longevity. So I've been taking Pureform every single day. My dog takes it every single day. So does my girlfriend and my mom. This is how much I love the product. If you want to get your bottle delivered to your door, head over to purelifescience.com. Check them out. Order a bottle or two, and you'll be amazed by how you feel after taking this just after a few days. That is purelifescience.com. Use the coupon code BEN4 to apply a $4 off coupon. That is Ben. B-E-N and the number four. International shipping is available. Okay, let's go back into this episode of the Keto Camp Podcast. So how did you get into carnivore? You did keto when you had your PCOS and it changed your life, it changed your depression. And then when did you discover carnivore? Um, well, that's the thing. Like everybody's like, so you don't believe in keto anymore? It's like, no, I never said that. If someone told me that I was supposed to eat carnivore when I was 16, I wouldn't even have tried. I really wouldn't have because I didn't really like meat. You know, I was like, dabbling it was just when you look at your diet what you ate five years ago was totally different what you ate 10 years ago I mean you evolve and you will continue to evolve do I eat 100% carnivore now now no I don't but I will say that my husband was diagnosed with Lyme disease a couple years ago Um, and he went undiagnosed for probably five years before that we didn't know what he had we just knew he wasn't you know, he would get, you know, extreme pain. And I know a lot of people don't understand Lyme disease or they think it's overblown, but believe me, this guy does not complain. And to see him laying in bed in pain all day was really tough. And that's where we started looking into 
what happened was my parents are very judgmental. <laughs> Hope you're not watching mom. No, right. <laughs> um, love her to death, but she would be like, your kids don't eat vegetables. I was like, well, they don't like them. And so Craig started putting these charts together of where the nutrients are mm. and finding out that the nutrients are not in kale. They're not in blueberries. Guess what? Beef throws it out of the window, all those vegetables, all those fruits. Um, and then organ meats is even higher. And so I was trying to show her that don't worry about my children. They're eating very well and they don't have any anti-nutrients because during these charts, we found out about all these anti-nutrients that are in fruits and vegetables like oxalates and that type of stuff. But um, Craig realizing what oxalates were and the pain response that comes along with things like nightshades he just started eliminating all of these things like we i would make burgers but i would make homemade ketchup or homemade barbecue sauce for the ribs those types of stuff and that's the thing my all my books were very low in vegetables anyway you know i didn't do like a lot of cauliflower rice or broccoli or things like that just because i knew it caused a lot of gas and bloating and I don't subtract fiber from the total carbohydrates just to have maximum success. So the little bit of carbohydrates that we did have, like the sauces, I love sauce, okay? We were just kind of eliminating those from Craig because he was noticing he felt much better when he just became a carnivore and ate meat and he eliminated all those anti-nutrients. Um, and so that's where that kind of stemmed from. Um, but more than anything, when I look at my plates, Am I 100% carnivore? Like I said, no, but I make sure that the focus is where the nutrients are and that's animal protein. And then if I have, you know, some onions or garlic to give flavor or some sort of vegetable that is for texture or color or flavor, not as the nutrient part. And I stay away from things with oxalates as much as possible. Yeah, you, Craig did a great job at the, his, uh, I believe it was the KetoCon presentation. I watched it and tell him I said, good job. It was phenomenal. Yeah, you're right about the oxalates it's, uh, and these phytates, these anti-nutrients. Animals are designed to eat plants. They have the digestion for it. And then those vitamins and minerals get stored in their fat. We eat the fat of the animal and we get all those vitamins and minerals. Like you said, grass-fed beef, I mean, liver is Mother Nature's multivitamin. It's, it's the organ. So say I did 40 days of carnivore in the summer, just because I was, you know, I was curious. I saw your work, Dr. Paul Saladino's work, and I, and I, and I want, and I saw that it, it's beneficial, but I wanted to live it to lead it before I started to teach my clients to do it. So I did a whole bunch of blood work on day one, just this very extensive blood panel, lipids, inflammatory markers, kidney, liver, and then I did it on day forty, which was the last day of my carnivore experiment. But I have Raynaud's, which is autoimmune. And I would get, yeah, I would get flare-ups before I did carnivore. I would get flare-ups very often where my hands would be cold, but then I would eat and they would get really hot and inflamed. That was my uh, autoimmune symptom. So I did carnivore and for 40 days, I only had two small flare-ups the entire 40 days. And my blood work transformed. My C-reactive protein was 1.1 on day one and then 0.5 on day 40 which, you know, cut my heart risk in almost more than half. So I felt great. So now I, I, I dabble back and forth to carnivore here and there. I do keto. I do a little bit of some paleo, but I'm doing what's working for me. So I love it. I love that you, you talked about that. And uh, you're so right. When the, We don't need so many plants. Actually, there could be a negative part to eating all these plants. Okay. So you were going to say something before I went to my story. Do you remember? No, that, that's okay. No, I, I love that, you know, you did that experiment and showed with your blood work. And I love that you're honest that you, you sometimes dabble in carnivore and, you know, sometimes you go back and forth. And I think, you know, instead of people, I posted a, my, I have a flourless chocolate tort and you know what, like bleep is hitting the ceiling right now with the world, right? Like sometimes you need a little bit of chocolate and I got my head bitten off. I think people <laughs> like to pick on me because they think I'm weak. So they're like, I thought you were carnivore now. Burr, 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 burr. I was like, you're judging me because I have a little bit of chocolate. <laughs> like, yeah. get on yourself, you know? There's bigger problems. There's, There's bigger, bigger problems out there. Don't worry about me. You worry about yourself. And some days, like, I just, you know, if Craig would have had it, he would have had a lot of pain and he would have had to dealt, dealt with it. So he just chooses not to. I don't have the pain response. So 
you know, I don't have the, I don't have Lyme disease, so I'm, I'm just fine with it. And I, sometimes it makes me a little bit happy to have that. So I, I allow myself to have that, but I, oh, I know the Raynaud's, do you do magnesium? I'm guessing you do. I do magnesium. Yeah. And that doesn't, that doesn't help much at all. Uh, orally or a bath or topically, what are you suggesting? Like orally, the magnesium glycinate. I do it. Um, it doesn't give me an immediate effect, but I can say this. It's been about three and a half months since I finished my carnivore experiment, and my flare-ups have been very minimal. So when I notice that they're starting to flare up, I'll do seven days of strict carnivore, flare it down. But I'm also doing detox to get some heavy metals out of my body. So I'm doing going upstream to eventually shut off this autoimmune gene so I never have to experience symptoms again. Good, 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 good. So you talk about... Oxidative priority principles. That the, did I say it correctly? Well, yeah, just oxidative priority in general of what you know your body prioritizes different fuel for. I don't know, like what, what you have to burn in, in order, basically. I don't know that type of stuff. Yeah, it, it's super fascinating. You did a great lecture, I, I believe, for low carb, one of the low carb conferences. Oh, yeah. Uh, and you talked about these the five the top five, uh, and you started with well. You, do you remember the list? Can you go through it? Oh, yes, of course. Yeah, it's in, uh, it's in our book, Keto, The Complete Guide to Success. But number one is uh, alcohol, because we all know alcohol is toxic, right? There's no nutrients in it. It's completely toxic when you drink it. So it has one fate. It needs to be burned first out of, before any other uh, fuel that you put in your body, okay? Um, and this is why you'll see alcoholics with very good A1Cs, even if they eat nothing but carbohydrates and pasta and rice, their A1C won't be through the roof because guess what? It's not making the carbohydrates a priority, it's making the alcohol priority. Is it healthy? No, it is not. And also when you drink alcohol, sometimes you'll see your ketones higher. Is that a good thing? No, it is not. You know, it's it's just the way your body is designed. So that's number one. Alcohol, I mean, people don't like me to lecture about it, but alcohol yeah. also increases estrogen by 300%. Is, is it beer specifically that does that or is it all alcohol? Wine is really good with that for that too. Red wine, all the wine is, this is why women, when they have wine, they'll notice they can fall asleep, but they can't stay asleep. Mm. And that's because the estrogen progesterone balance really is, you know, totally shifted. But this is why men with big beer bellies, it's not a beer belly, it's an estrogen belly, you know? And alcohol converts into sugar too. And this is why alcoholics, when they, you know, cut alcohol, they usually switch to sugar of some sort. So that's number one. Number two is exogenous ketones. I don't want to, I don't know how you feel about exogenous I'm not a big fan of them. Yeah. You're not? No. Okay, good. I don't use them and I don't recommend them. So no. I don't either. Okay. Yeah. Good, good, good. I, I don't want anybody, <laughs> I don't want to like hurt your feelings or anything, but no, no that's number two because there's very little storage site for that. So if you have alcohol and exogenous ketones, some people are adding exogenous ketones to like an alcoholic drink, right? You know, not a good combination. It's going to burn alcohol and it's going to burn exogenous ketones. What's interesting is I tried them a couple years ago. They're supposed to be all this magic pill. It just caused me to gain weight. Why? Because I'm using that for fuel, not my body fat mm. for fuel. Mm. Okay. And the goal, the goal is not even to, to increase ketones, right? People are, they, they think the better, the more ketones, the better, right? Only in a therapeutic state for epilepsy, right. seizures, Alzheimer's. I don't even think it's very good to have high ketones with cancer. I know that that's why people started the exogenous ketones to help with cancer research. I feel that if you have excess fuel of any sort, that cancer is so smart, it's going to grow on that. Mm. Because we always say, oh, just get rid of the sugar, the cancer will go away. And guess what? Cancer is really smart. It can grow on a lot of things. And a lot of cancers are hormone, not necessarily sugar, you know? So it's true that when you drink a glucose drink, you try to find out where the cancer is because it lights up like a chimney wherever the glucose is. But um, I digress. So yeah, exogenous ketones, very expensive. You could do so much better with your money and <laughs> your efforts than buying those. Number three, carbohydrates. So. Uh, you're going to burn the carbohydrates that you ate, all right? And then number four is protein, and then number five is fat, and then you get into body fat. So you have to go through all these things. So say you have a big steak with a big potato and some butter on the steak and the potato, a glass of red wine, 
you know, you're going to burn the red wine first, and then you're going to have to burn off the potato. The protein you're going to use is for muscle building. You have to burn the fat off, and then you can burn body fat. So why not just cut out the alcohol? We're not going to waste our money on exogenous ketones. Carbohydrates, we know that they're, they're not needed. I mean, there's, uh, what do you call, essential amino acids, essential fatty acids. There's no essential carbohydrates. So you can get rid of those if you want to and then focus on protein so you can build muscle and then fat use as a lever. So if your goal is to burn body fat, maybe turn that dial down a bit. You know, if that's not your goal, if maybe you're an athlete, right? And you want more energy, turn that fat dial up. If you um, have maybe some mental well-being you want to work on, turn that fat dial up. It's fine. My kids, I don't limit the fat or the protein. We want them to grow. So it's just, we always talk about what is your why? Craig and I always ask, well, what is your why? Because that's gonna depend on how you want to manipulate this diet and change it. What is your why? Is it to heal Raynaud's? Is it to heal Lyme's disease? Is it to lose some weight? It's gonna look differently, you know? And do I judge people for having alcohol? No, I don't, you know? Like some of the biggest people I love in my world have alcohol. I just feel it's important to know what all the different fuel sources do when you consume them. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I personally, I don't take exogenous ketones. I don't really recommend them unless it's like for like a brain performance hack or if you're going to go through some sort of x-ray or radiation, there's some research that shows it helps with that. But other than that, I don't personally use it. I don't drink. This January will be four years since I had any alcohol. <laughs> Yay. But what about the person who goes on Dr. Google and says, yeah, but Maria, it says I need to get 70% of my calories from fat. And you're telling me to lower my fat? How is that going? How am I going to fit my keto macros? So that research was for way back when for epilepsy, and for those patients, I do believe that it is important to keep protein pretty low and increase the fat. Um, I work with a lot of people with epilepsy and seizures, and they do have better results. Even adults that have epilepsy, they see better results when they do that type of macro. But when people do that, a lot of people jump right onto Google and they try the keto diet because they see all these people losing weight. And they do a lot of, they minimize the protein and they maximize the fat, especially women. They're like, Maria, help, I'm losing my hair. You know, or they're no longer having a menstrual cycle or their thyroid is starting to suffer. Your thyroid needs a lot of amino acids. You know, when we eliminate protein, the amino acids, your hair follicles need amino acids, your nails, like look at your nails, look at your hair. Are they suffering? It's probably because you're doing too little protein, which women are really you know, good at doing, I guess, because guess what? Fat bombs are delicious. Flourless chocolate tort is delicious. But if you eat that all the time, like that was something why, I, I mean, I didn't lose weight right away either, but I was replacing the muffin that I had at the coffee shop with my homemade muffin. You know, when you're trying to lose weight, are you going to grab the muffin? No, you're not going to do that. So don't do it on the keto diet either. Focus on real food. Try to get rid of some of those sweet tooths. I mean, a little bit, whatever. But I find people have much more success when they focus on real food. And what's funny is this this was just delivered. This is one of my clients. She lost 245 pounds. And it says on ultra keto. <laughs> it's just eating real food. I never heard ultra keto before. That's amazing, though. Congratulations to your client. Awesome. That's yeah. She couldn't even fit into a. She wouldn't leave the house because she couldn't fit into a bathroom stall. Wow. Like that's life changing. You know. Oh, that's amazing. He did some great work with her, and she ate whole food, and her body got calories from her body fat. Right? Her body ate from her body fat. Yes. Yes. If you if you turn that fat dial down, if you already have a couple hundred pounds or whatever you want to lose. If you turn the fat dial down, then you'll let your body use that fat for fuel, you know? But again, it's what is your why? If it's like you said, mental health or something like that, you know, anxiety, maybe you want to turn that dial up a bit. Makes sense, exactly. And it's customizable to the person, the unique biochemical person. What are your favorite sources of protein? Oh, I really, I had this for lunch. I love filet mignon and I love fish like uh, halibut. When I'm in Hawaii, I like to eat, you know, all kinds of seafood there. But here it's mainly beef or venison. 
yeah, I do love eggs. I don't know. I'm just like everybody else, I guess, when it comes to, you know, you know, people are like, so how do I increase protein without increasing fat? I'm like, well, you know, there's, uh, you know, the tenderloin, the filet mignon, you know, if you choose a leaner cuts pork chop, you know, poultry's, you know, pretty lean anyway, all fish is lean, even salmon is more protein to fat ratio. Mm -hmm. Eggs are perfect. They're a perfect ratio, uh, protein to fat. So yeah. Do you eat the organ meats or do you supplement with it? You know, I don't have a lot of access to, you know, good quality organ meats. So I do the ancestral supplements. Uh, we do that. My whole family does that every day. We do the brain one and the beef organs. I do love sweetbreads. That's my favorite organ oh, meat. Oh, me too. I love me and my girlfriend love it. Oh man, I, it's just hard to get a hold of, you know, because Miami has it everywhere. Argentinian restaurants have it all over the place here. That's where I had it. Um, not in Miami, but at an Argentinian restaurant. I was like, what are these delicious nuggets of goodness? <laughs> uh, I was every time me and my girlfriend go to the Argentinian restaurant, we order it and they're like, do you know what this is? It's not actually bread. Or like, we know what it is. Bring it. <laughs> and we feast on it with blood it sausage. It is the worst name because you think it's sweet and you think it's bread. It's like, what? It's neither. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kim, who's watching here from the Keto Camp Academy, says, uh, I saw a big improvement in my hair after doing the carnivore pillar. I've been keeping up my protein ever since. So she, I put a, an entire carnivore pillar. So good job, Kim. I think pr more protein is better. I used to believe a couple years ago that more protein to limit your protein, it might kick you out of ketosis and gluconeogenesis. But the truth is, if you're already keto adapted, even if it does give a glucose response via gluconeogenesis, you're just going to replenish your glycogen stores and it's not enough to really do any harm. And there's much more benefits than there are drawbacks. How do you feel about that? Absolutely. What your, you know, your glucose goes up 20 points, whoop-de-doo, you know, whoop-de-doo. Guess what? Coffee does that to me. So I don't drink coffee anymore. Exercise. You exercise. Guess what? Your blood sugar is going to go up. Is it a bad thing? No, it's not. It's not. It's just what happens. It's a demand-driven process. And yeah, I focus on protein for sure. Um, when I'm doing like a race or more, you know, I'm not trying to lose weight. So I, I do tend to add in more fat, but I, I didn't when I was trying to lose weight. So I actually uh, eliminate dairy. So Smart. <laughs> do you have do you have like sheep and goat? Is that what you have? No. Um None for uh, for my weight loss, none. But I, I live in Wisconsin, so that may I don't drink <laughs> alcohol. Uh, I don't drink, eat any dairy or you know potatoes. Everyone's like, "Whoa, this lady!" <laughs> what a, what a challenge living over there with all that. Wow. You know, you go to the gas station and they have cheese curds. You know, but um, wow. Yeah, I write uh, recipes with cheese curds, and everybody's like, "What is a cheese curd?" <laughs> <laughs> Rosanna, who's in the Keto Camp Academy, wants to know if uh, you were overweight and you look very skinny, healthy, I would put. So were you overweight? Your story said you were. Yeah, I was over twice my size. Yeah. I saw the photos. So and she also wants to know where you get your venison. I, I bow hunt. I, I actually shot it right outside this window. <laughs> actually, no, I was like, you know, a mile out this window. That's where I, I got my own venison. Super cool. And then... Uh, no judging. No no judging. No, we don't judge at Keto Camp. Nareed wants to uh, know, my husband recently bought me an Instant Pot and Life Changer. What is your favorite go-to Instant Pot recipes? Any favorites? Well, you have a whole book about it. My favorite Instant Pot recipe, I guess sesame chicken in that book is a huge hit. Everybody really loves that. I don't like making venison in the Instant Pot. It's better fresh i guess a, a roast or something would be good but i do love um, my barbecue ribs in the instant pot mm. um, i do usually smoke them but when it's only 13 degrees out you can't and so being able to have a delicious fall apart you know smoky rib in an instant pot within like 20 minutes is pretty cool it is life-changing if you don't have smoke salt get smoke salt mm, that it's a way delicious. to get that smoky flavor without having to smoke you know Last question here, and then we'll wrap this up. Jeanette Logan, who's a member of the Academy, says, how much protein, how much fat? I'm 128 pounds. I'm menopause, too, low muscle mass, need to lose fat, and I have creepy skin, which I, I, I'm imagining loose skin is, is what you share. Do you mind if I creepy. plug my calculator? No, I don't. Okay. I have a free keto calculator at mariamindbodyhealth.com. And that, because everybody's different. If you go to 
Maria Mind Body Health and Search Calculator, you're going to find a perfected macro calculator. We spent a ton of money on a developer making it, but you have to enter your lean mass. If you don't know your lean mass, you enter your neck size, your waist size, and for women, your hip size, and it's going to average your lean body mass, and that's how much muscle you have because you want to eat at least 0.8 times your lean mass and muscle, and then depending on your goal, it's going to give you your fat uh, macro. So know that fat is a maximum, you can go under it. Protein is a goal, you have to hit it. And carbohydrates is a maximum, you can go under it. Because a lot of people get mis you know, mix, mix up with that one. That's great. Yeah, MariaMindBodyHealth.com. So if you're listening on the podcast or watching on YouTube, go check that out. I didn't know you had that, so that's a great resource for me to use. So Thank you, Ben. Yeah, plug away for sure. We'll put it in the notes of the podcast if you're listening and you want to check that out. Maria, your energy is amazing. I feed off of it, and I just love your vibe and what you're doing in the world. I know you're going to Hawaii soon. I want to thank you for being a pioneer in the keto, the fasting, the carnivore space, and just being very authentic, uh, just being yourself. It's unfortunate that some people will come out of the woodwork and give you hate, but I know your soul is pure and you're just sending them love right back. So I appreciate you. I'm so thankful for this conversation. Thank you for coming on the Keto Camp Podcast. I had such a blast with you today. I love your energy, Ben, and I love how you are changing the world. And thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. I hope you got so much from that episode with Maria. Her energy is incredible. I just love what she's up to in this world. If you want to check out her books and her resources and her websites and our social media, head to the notes of this podcast. Our podcast notes extraordinaire. Rachel puts it all together for you so you could find timestamps, you could find links. Everything we mentioned on this interview, you could find in the notes of this podcast. If you want to watch the video version with Maria, of this interview, go to youtube.com slash ketocamp. And I encourage you to leave the Keto Camp podcast a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps the show grow. And text this show to a friend who you believe could get value from a conversation like this. Just a reminder of the Keto Camp membership where you could get access to videos, a private Facebook group, exclusive live stream Q&A with me, downloadables, a monthly newsletter with keto biohacks, and so much more. You can get access to all of this for just a monthly payment, one monthly payment of $5. Cancel anytime. Head to startketocamp.com to get access to this immediately. We'll also put a link in the notes, startketocamp.com. Thank you so much for listening to the entire episode of the Keto Camp Podcast. Stay tuned because our next episode is with the one and only Ben Greenfield. You'll hear me in the next episode. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Benazadi, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own. And this podcast does not accept responsibility of statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or non-direct interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.